Welcome, this is Evangelist Timothy Groover coming to you today from Las Vegas. And today on the Word of the King, let me just remind you, according to Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4, where the Word of the King is, there is power, and you may say unto him, what doest thou? Today on the Word of the King, uh, we have Sister Deborah Gauthier, and she herself is an ex-lesbian, saved by the grace of God. I myself also have a little bit of a testimony in terms of sodomy. I myself uh, grew up feeling despised and rejected, and I was called fag, faggot many times growing up in school by my fellow peers who wanted to try to convince me that I wasn't meant for a woman all because I couldn't get any of the girls in my class to like me. Well, anyways, never mind the fact that a man needs time to grow up. These days in society, too often, uh, kids aren't given the opportunity to grow up like they should. Uh, sex was never meant for anybody under 18. It was meant for people 18 and older who are adults. Anyways, I basically worshipped and I adored a man by the name of Michael Jackson growing up. And I needless to say, was a little effeminate in my ways. Even as Michael Jackson was obsessed with his midsection, I became obsessed with mine the more I listened to his music. If you don't think there's a spirit behind music, my friend, that rubs off on you either for holiness sake or unholiness sake, you're wrong, because I guarantee you there's a spirit every time behind all the music you listen to. And you better test the spirits, like the scripture says, because as Michael Jackson, the more I listened to his music, the more I adored him as a lost sinner on my way to hell. The more obsessed I became with my midsection, my mother would often come into my room and find me playing with myself and have to literally spank me. And by the way, if you're straight, so to speak, never had any homosexual tendencies, I don't show that to gross you out, but I show that for the sake of anyone listening to this program today who may indeed have or have had homosexual tendencies to let them know that I don't speak as ignorant, but I know exactly where and they are going and where they've been, because I was once there. And it's only by the grace of God through Jesus Christ that I can say again that I am a 33-year-old virgin, never had sex in my life, almost 33 at the end of this month. But anyways, before I give this over here, we have a quick word of prayer before I give this over to Deborah. I'm going to read here, Romans chapter 1. It is written, Wherefore, in verse 24, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up into vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burdened their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And let me just now say real quickly, Jesus also said, and by the way, you need not wonder where God stands on the issue of sodomy, homosexuality, and lesbianism. He makes it very clear in the book of Romans, among other places. And when Jesus preached against fornication, he was preaching against homosexuality, because homosexuality is a form of fornication. Hence, we're told in Jude, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. There's also freedom through Jesus Christ, who said, If the Son therefore shall make you free, speaking of himself, ye shall be free indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I'm a testimony to that. Deborah Gauthier is a testimony to that. And so I now hand it over to Deborah. This is the word of the king. Meet Deborah Gauthier. Well, hello. I'm glad to be here, Tim, and uh, part of your program. Uh, for me, you know, it, it's, it's been a long journey. I've been on this journey with uh, Jesus for 15 years now. Uh, it, but my, my life goes back long ways. Um, 
My dad was military. I was raised on a military base. Uh, we got here in Las Vegas in 1963, so this is my home. And I grew up here. When I graduated from college, I actually joined the police department here in Las Vegas and became the first woman hired under the same standards as the men. I was a gal that went from the academy out on patrol on the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. Now, what you don't know is as I started my pioneering journey as a police officer, uh, there was some wounding that went on as a child. My dad was military. When he got back from Vietnam, he uh, was very abusive, violent, alcoholic, and I lived in a very violent, alcoholic family. He uh, abused my mother. I saw my, my dad almost kill my mother a few times, and it was just horrifying to go through that kind of a life at such a young age. I was 10 years old, the oldest of four. So that it, it put a fear in me, and it opened the door for fear, and it was a fear of men. And so I carried that fear with me through my adolescence, my teen years, and I was very athletic, so I wasn't really interested in boys because I was playing sports. But I am a product of the school system because in school we were taught evolution. And I think that as you know, our young people are taught this, it separates us from our creator God. So I had no concept of God, no grid for him, no grid for truth. All I knew was that uh, I didn't want any man to ever harm me like my dad harmed my mother. So as we go along on this journey, you know, I'm not in church of any kind. I'm just living out in the world. I'm a police officer here in Vegas. It's a hard city to police. Plus, I'm a pioneer, so I'm breaking around from other women on the police department. So you know that I, I faced a lot of challenges and adversity, uh, a lot of discrimination, harassment, and which only perpetuated the fear that I had of men. So what happened was I put the armor on of a police officer and I literally hid behind my armor and I, I just masked the pain that I was in behind my badge. So that was, and I made a vow at that time that no man would ever hurt me like my dad hurt my mom and these men in the police department have harmed me. Now my grid of God, my concept was, God was a, was a woman. I thought God was a woman and that he, that I was born as a homosexual, lesbian woman, that uh, I was just radical, feminist, hardcore, and, uh, that, and my whole world was women. I've never been with a man, Tim, so like you, uh, I've never you know, been with the opposite sex. And uh, my whole, that was my whole world. So I, I went along, you know, my whole adult life, 20 years living as a lesbian woman. And I, you know, I, never, I, I sensed that something wasn't right. I just never really knew what it was. And, you know, I, I thought, well, if I get married, it'll be different. Because, you know, I mean, I felt like, okay, well, I'm just sleeping around with all these women. Maybe I'll get married to one. And so I did. I found this woman, and we were married in a gay church. And... About five years later, she crushed me when she had an affair on another uh, affair on me with another female officer. So that was shattered. You know, I even tried gay counseling. Real quickly, Deborah, pardon me, but not that I couldn't explain this, but explain to the listeners why there will never be such a thing as homosexual, quote unquote, gay marriage in God's eyes. Great question, Tim. Because God is God, we are not. He's the Creator. 
And the first thing that he did in the Garden of Eden was he created man and woman in his image. That's in Genesis 1, by the way. And I, you know, I encourage you guys, if you're listening in and you're not religious, that's okay. And if you get a Bible, just check it out for yourself. So the Creator created us male and female in His image. And He joined this man and woman together. This is the first man and woman. This is, you know, we, this is our, we are descendants of them. And so He joined them together and He says this, They will join together as one. The husband will leave his parents and join with his wife, cleave to his wife. It doesn't say a husband will leave his husband, you know, parents will cleave to his husband or a wife to his wife. It's male and female. That's God's design. People say, well, Deborah, aren't you being a little, you know, hard or intolerant? No, I'm just being obedient to God's word. He's God and we are not. So once I got on board with God, he started to clear up my thinking on this matter. And then I got the truth. And like Tim said, the truth makes us free. When we know the truth, that's where the freedom comes. Now, I just want you to know one thing. God does not condemn us in our sins. Jesus came to the world to save us. So there's, it's his love. He came here to, he loves us. And he doesn't want anyone to perish. This is not his design. And it's not uh, in his will. So if you're not in his will... If you're not in his will, then, you know, you're going to suffer the consequences. It's called rebellion. And I lived in rebellion against God for my entire adult life. And let me just emphasize that Jesus Christ did not come and save you, dear listener, in your sins. He came to save you from your sins. That's good. That's absolutely right. So back to my story. Everything was going well for me. You know, I moved up the ranks on the police department. was about to be a captain. You know, everything in my world was good. I mean, you know, I went and got the credentials. I was a, had a master's degree at the university. Had all the, you know, all the things that you would want in the world. Nice home. All of the things. You know, good, good salary and all of it. But there was an emptiness in me. And I thought, man, this, there's something missing here. And it was then I believe that God actually heard that cry because he comes when we get to this place called desperation. And I talk about that in my book, Tim. You know, I wrote the book, Bright Lights, Dark Places. And uh, for you listeners, it's my testimony about how, you know, I pioneered as a police officer, a woman police officer on Metro. And then also my spiritual journey out of darkness, which is very supernatural. I did not meet Jesus in church. And I don't have a religion. I have a relationship with the Creator God. They're much different, you guys. If you want to check out my book and my story, you'll find it on my website. It's Deborah Gauthier. My name is D-E-B-R-A-G-A-U-T-H-I-E-R dot Tate Author, T-A-T-E Author dot com. It's also on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. You can get on Kindle, Nook. It's going to be in an audio version here very shortly on Amazon. So you can you can pick it up anyway. But that's my story, and it's very powerful, and people are getting touched by it because it's it's a it's just God is God, and I'm telling you, He does the miraculous. And you you can't see me, but you're hearing me, and I am a total extreme makeover. Amen. We're almost reaching the halfway point. Just so you know, we may be having Deborah on here for an extra week, at least for half of the next program. But if we reach the halfway point here almost at the Ward of the King, let me just again emphasize that this is Evangelist Timothy Gruber. We have Deborah Gaudier on here today, an ex-lesbian saved by the grace of God. And 
Again, let me have a real quick word of prayer here as we're reaching the halfway point. Again, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would, again, Lord, bless this broadcast, the word of the King, and Lord, help souls who are homosexual and help souls who are not homosexual, dear God, to just see, dear God, your hand of mercy, dear God, in each of our lives. And we just pray, dear God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we would uh, see, dear God, how willing you are, dear God, to have compassion, dear God, even on the vilest of sinners, make them whiter than snow, Lord God, as your grace sees fit to grant it unto them. In Jesus' name we pray. And now, Deborah, uh, explain to them what religion you were raised up in and how Jesus uh, showed you that that religion was just dead and how he saved you from it. Well, as a child, I, I was raised Catholic, and it was back in those days, it was a Latin service, and we went to church on Christmas and Easter. Easter That was where the two times a year we went to church. And I've got to tell you, Tim, I saw Jesus hanging on a cross, this little skinny guy, and I'm thinking, who is he? And I was young, but I, I didn't make the connection. And it was just, it was weird. I, I didn't get it. We didn't have a Bible. In fact, I never read the Bible, the Word of God, until I was 40 years old. So I had no clue who Jesus was. And the Catholic religion, any religion really, it leaves you empty and wanting more. What is this? I mean, it will never satisfy, fulfill. And by the way, religion is not your way to, our way to heaven. The only way to get to heaven is through Jesus, God's Son, and it's through repentance. We have to repent from our sins, and then we're born again, and we get a whole new nature, which I, I'm really excited about, because I don't have to earn my way to heaven. I just have to obey His Word and follow Jesus. And it's an amazing walk. I mean, he's, uh, he's an, it's an adventure, I'll tell you that. I don't know who ever told you that relig religion is boring, but following Jesus is an adventure, <clears throat> and He's amazing. So that's, uh, that's what religion I was raised in. And as soon as I was old enough, I got out of it. I mean, I'm like, I'm done with this. And I went out in the world and I did my own thing. And like I said, you know, living in uh, the gay lifestyle, I got to tell you folks, gay lifestyle was anything but gay. And I mean, if you guys are listening and you share in this struggle, you are hearing what I'm saying because there is no peace and there's, it's tormenting because it's out of God's will and his order. So there's just all of that crazy drama in your life that you don't need that. I mean, it's just like I never found, yeah, I never found uh, peace there. I mean, it, no matter what I did. And I mean, you know, God bless you for trying to make it work, you know, like getting married and adopting children. But guess what? It's still out of God's will and he will never bless it. And I'm telling you what, and it's not its own special class, it's called sin, it's sexual immorality, so if we're going to make uh, homosexuality a special, you know, right, then we all should, should make fornicators and adulterers, we should be equal, yeah, we should be equal across the board, but let's not go there, because you know what, that's total rebellion against God, and God deals with rebellion. Uh, Tim, you know, if you check out Romans 1, he talks about his wrath as being stored up for the earth because there is a coming a time that Jesus is coming back and he's coming back not as a lamb slain for our sins, but he's coming back as a king and he's a warring king and he's going to be judging the world. And I just tell people and I would tell you the same, you don't want to stand before this king as a judge. You want to stand before him as your savior. Okay, that doesn't mean you get it all right. It just means that you agree with what God said in his word and you follow his word and obey it. Okay, we don't like that. We want to have a form of godliness, deny his power. We want to be our own gods in the world. We want to create our own, you know, world. And, but guess what? That's what Satan did and got him kicked out of heaven. 
So, I mean, this is, I mean, it's an urgency, and that's why I wrote the book. I didn't really want to write a book. I mean, here I am, a cop for 21 years. I mean, cops don't open up to anybody. But here I am, I'm sharing my heart with you, not only my, my journey um, as a police officer here in Las Vegas, but I'm also sharing that whole spiritual journey out of darkness. So you're, you're basically reading my journals. I'm very vulnerable. I also share about my childhood, my family. Uh, but I do that because... I love you because Jesus loves you and he raises up people to share their stories so that you can know him, that you can know that he's real. I mean, he's God and he loves us, but he doesn't tolerate rebellion. And that's what we're living in today. And let me just emphasize for our viewers who do not know or remember, the word gay means happy and there is no such thing as a gay homosexual, gay sodomite, as God calls them. No such thing. You're miserable, my friend, if you are engaging in such behavior. Whether or not you believe it, God says there is no peace to the wicked, but the wicked, they're like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. And don't forget, according to Psalm 5, 5, the foolish shall not stand in God's sight, and he hates all workers of iniquity. So, yes, it is true, for God so loved the world, but he also has a holy hatred for those who take pleasure in iniquity and for the iniquity they take pleasure in. So let's keep that much in mind as well. But uh, continuing on here in the Word of the King, again, uh, Deborah, there's a wrote, has a book here, Bright Lights, Dark Places, and again, you can find that available at Deborah Gautier. That's Deborah G A U T H I E R dot T A T E A U T H O R dot com, and there's also a number you can call seven zero two eight one zero six three one seven. And before I'll send none, I'll leave it up to Deborah if she wants to actually share her email as well. But keep in mind, if you send her any emails or you make any calls, uh, give her the utmost respect, okay? None of this intolerant hate stuff, which, by the way, I find it interesting how the sodomite homosexual community accuses us of being intolerant. And yet, last time I looked, uh, they don't have very much tolerance of their own for those who speak the truth concerning uh, their iniquity. But anyways, Deborah, continue on. We are about six minutes to go at 25 after. I'm going to ask Deborah to conclude for this session and we will continue on for the next session. And with the last five minutes of this, I'm going to just give a brief layout of the salvation plan. But continue on to 25 after. So you're probably wondering, okay, Deborah, well, what happened? I mean, how did you meet this Jesus? <clears throat> well, I'll tell you, uh, in 1997, my world as I knew it started to cave in. I was facing the loss of my career, which not only was my whole livelihood and my reputation and everything that I'd worked 21 years for, because I was a police officer here 21 years, but I was also losing my identity, because my identity was wrapped in what I did. It was wrapped up in, you know, being a cop. So, not only a cop, but a lesbian cop. So, when, I, when that was all just falling apart, August 5th, 1997, Tim, I shut my dogs, Cagney and Lacey, in the house. I love, I love that show. It was a cop show. But my pugs, Cagney and Lacey, I closed them off in the house, went out in my backyard with my uh, 9mm Glock, and I sat in the rain, and I looked up at the sky because, I mean, I was, I was just at the end of it. I thought, I, I can't go on. I mean, what more is there for me? This is the end of my career. I mean, my, my reputation's being tarnished. I mean, this is it. And so with tears running down my face, I just looked up at the sky and I said, God, if you're real, I need you. Now I knew there was God. I wasn't that out there. But I mean, I didn't know who he was. 
God for me in the Catholic religion was this mean God that would strike you if you messed up and you know you didn't really know who he was so I was sitting in the rain and and I had I, I just took my gun and stuck it to my temple and went to pull the trigger and my little Cagney came running out of the house and she had a habit as a puppy to jump up in your face and she nipped me on the nose and snapped me out of that situation which was a blessing because I'll tell you folks had God not shown up on that day, I wouldn't be here sharing this with you. Now, you're probably saying, well, Deborah, I thought you said you shut your dogs in the house. I did. I shut my dogs in the house. How did that dog get out of the house? How did I get in the house? So when I did get in the house, I fell asleep on my bed. I was soaking wet from sitting in the rain. I was exhausted. It was traumatic. And suddenly, I woke up. And it was pitch dark in my room, Tim, and all of a sudden this golden light came streaming, and I'd never seen a light like that. It wasn't like a street light or a headlight. It was just this golden, thick light. And as this light comes into my room, I just feel like peace, waves of peace and love washing over me. I've never felt anything like that. And cops don't cry, you guys. So, I mean, I just started to weep. And I got down on my knees just like I did as a little girl saying my little prayers, and I just began to just cry out. And, you know, God heard that heart cry. And that's how I met Jesus. My brother and sister both were praying for me. They were Christians. And they sent me Bibles. And I picked up the Word of God for the very first time at age 40 after this encounter. And I opened it up. And my brother said in the cover, he said, Read the book of John and meet the Father we never had. So I read the book of John. And I met Jesus in His Word. And I'll tell you what, He is totally ruined my life in a good way let me just tell you I have peace I have joy I know I'm loved by my creator I know I know where I'm going if my last day on this earth is today I'll be I'll be not here with you but I'll be with my king in heaven forever so I mean there's just no bad news with this and he doesn't look at you and say well you used to be a homosexual or a lesbian and so you're disqualified oh my gosh no way let me just tell you Homosexuality is no worse a sin than any other sexual immorality. The reason God hates it is because it goes against his creation. We're starting to say, hey, God, we don't believe you got it right, so we're going to have this other kind of counterfeit you know, version of your creation, and we're going to just go with each other and do our own thing. Well, you know what? That's called rebellion again. Now, I was in it. But let me just tell you, his love, and once he forgives you, he casts your sin in the sea of forgetfulness. He forgets it. I mean, that's what I love about it. So, you know, I just want to encourage you today. If you are struggling with this issue, I mean, even if you're not struggling and you're just going, this is a bunch of nonsense, it doesn't matter. You know what? You're hearing this for a reason. And, and there's a time for all of us to come into the kingdom of God because God calls us to himself. We don't find God. We're lost. He finds us. Mm-hmm. And what, he, what's, what he's drawn to is desperation. There's a desperate cry in your heart. You could have it all on the surface, but you could be feeling empty inside. And that's what he moves on. And again, we're going to have Deborah on here for another 15 minutes at least, if not the whole broadcast of the next uh, Word of the King. But- I just must say, there's the first that came to my mind as Deborah said about that that voice they're saying about talk, go and John and find the Father we never knew. Jesus said in Saint John, "My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And the voice of another they will not follow." Now it's also written in First Corinthians six nine through eleven, just to confirm something that Deborah said. Know ye not the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers themselves of mankind, nor thieves 
nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So there were those who engaged in fornication. There were those who were effeminate. There were those abusing themselves with mankind who engaged in homosexual behavior. There in Corinth, and God redeemed them by the blood of the Lamb through the faith of Jesus Christ and Him alone. So again, by the grace of God, there's hope for you if you're listening. You are a homosexual, whether male or female. It is written in Galatians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24 here in the King James Bible. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up under the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us into Christ. We might be justified by faith. So let me just go to the law, the thou shalt and the thou shalt not. And it is written in Exodus, excuse me, chapter 20, verse 1, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Who or what is your God? Whatever you trust in, whatever you look to for peace, that is your God. Whatever, whoever you look to peace for and trust in, that's your God. Is he the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Lord Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If not... You are what God calls an idolater, and all idolaters of their part. In the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death, according to Revelation 21.8. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and shewing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. You may not be bound down to a literal statue of Buddha or Krishna or any of the other Hindu gods or a statue of Mary or even a statue of Jesus, but you ought not bow down to statues of Jesus either. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We walk by faith, not by sight. But then again, you probably bow down to the image that you see every day when you look in the mirror. It's called humanism. You're, you are a lover of pleasure more than a lover of God. You're just as much an idolater as those that bow down to literal statues of so-called gods. It is written, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless and taketh his name in vain. To use the name of Jesus Christ as a curse word flippantly, when you're joking around with your friends to say God and the words damn it simultaneously in a moment of rage, which even a lot of you atheists are guilty of. Interestingly enough, you see there is no God. Why are you asking him to damn something all the time? Nevertheless, you're blasphemers. If you, and to blaspheme his name just once is to be found. Not guiltless in the day of judgment, but guilty. And whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he's guilty of all. Remember the Sabbath day, and keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor, and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. The message, make time for God. Make time for God. But how many of you fail to make time for God? One day a week, let alone every day. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Stop being your own Lord. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. How many of you dishonored and disobeyed your parents when they gave you counsel and advice that was for your own good, but you didn't listen? Thou shalt not kill. It is written, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abide in him. God equates ungodly hatred in the heart with murder. And how many of you have had an abortion? It's murder. Repent. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Jesus said, Whosoever looketh upon a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. For all liars shall their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. 
Thou shalt not covet the neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet the neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. The solution for sin is faith in Jesus Christ alone. For by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. Repent, come unto Jesus. God the Son, God manifest in the flesh, who according to 1 Corinthians 15 was crucified for our sins, was buried, and rose again the third day. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, and with the mouth confession is made unto uh, salvation. Uh, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So come unto Jesus, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, trusting in his finished work upon the cross alone, for he cried, It is finished, my friend. So come. This has been the word of the king. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Until next week, when we continue with Deborah Gaudier. God bless you and yours. This has been the Word of the King.